Let's get this party started. Just a moment. Gotta queue up what I got. What I got here. Um, here we go. This is the quarter hour podcast. It's six thirty-six a.m. Arabian Standard Time. Omar WJ speaking. Um, high of twenty-eight degrees today. Canadians will feel that they are on the surface of the sun. Um, the bad news is Trump got acquitted. Um, just um, you know, these guys who are so afraid of Donald Trump couldn't say no. You know, they felt like, oh, 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 what's gonna happen to us? Well, who cares about justice? Uh, let me get to Reuters. Republicans save Trump in impeachment again. Trump morally responsible for riots, says Mitch McConnell. Um, Trump has considered running for president in 2024. With that announcement, he can continue his grift. Um, he's made a couple hundred million bucks spouting the fraud election. Now he can be stabbed in the back. Capital siege that left five people dead. Um, who cares? Um, I mean, if he had been convicted, he would have, um, um, never been able to be in public office again. Let's see. So, 57 voted yes, and 43 voted no. 67 yes votes were needed. Uh, the number could have been smaller if, um, more people had boycotted. Let's see. Um, I'm looking at Ted Cruz and, uh, oh, Ted Cruz. Of course, he voted yes. And I'm sure John Cornyn, oh, John Cornyn voted no. I meant, and I meant Ted Cruz would have voted no. Okay, so, sorry about that. Um, whole, most Americans think Trump at least partially responsible for a capital attack. Um. Dozens hurt by huge blaze close to Iran-Afghanistan border. Um, Japan had a strong earthquake. Um, U.S. Supreme Court clears way for Gosen's ex-accused escape plotters extradition. Who, uh, who is Gosen? Um, um, oh, he's the guy that escaped Japan. He was accused of helping, I mean, he was, um, um, supposed to be tried for, uh, financial misconduct in Japan. pardon me. New York police flood subway after spate of stabbings leaves two dead. Spate of stabbings leaves two dead in NYC subways. Always remember the story about a woman getting hit hit in the head by a hammer just sitting on the subway. Um, let's see. Okay, so let's get the next leg up and going. Today's impeachment vote, I was joined by Ryan Goodman, co-editor of the Just Security blog, as well as the law school at NYU. Ryan, any surprises in today's vote? Uh, there were a couple of surprises for sure. Uh, the fact that we got just seven Senate Republicans is significant. Um, going into this, I think most would have expected around
round five. And their very surprising, uh, in a sense, vote, but really statement was from the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Though he voted to acquit, uh, the statement in many respects is even stronger uh, in its condemnation of President Trump than the statement by uh, Senator Schumer. Yeah, and then Mitch McConnell kind of turned it back onto the technicalities and justified why he voted the way he did. Now, do you think that leaves an opening for the House or the Senate to come up with some sort of a joint resolution that prevents Donald Trump from ever taking office again? I think McConnell left that door wide open. Um, in fact, there's even a line in his statement that appears to allude to potential criminal liability on the part of President Trump. So he says that the president is not is not free um, of the concerns and free of accountability. And Congress itself has a mechanism, uh, which is the 14th Amendment, to bar an individual has sworn an oath to the Constitution, but has given aid and comfort to an insurrection to bar that person from serving in public office again. So I think it does actually put that much more in play than we could have otherwise imagined before uh, Mitch McConnell's statement. Well, um, you know, seeing is believing if anything happens. I'm not into being cynical at all. Um, I believe in causing... What I wanted from the Democrats, Senate Republicans will now try to block the Biden agenda. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer simply cannot or will not recognize that January 6th was just a change in Republican Party tactics. They simply cannot or will not recognize that 30 years ago, the Republican Party declared war on them and war on democracy itself. The Democrats strategize. The Republicans build gallows from which to hang the Vice President and the Speaker of the House. These Democratic leaders must go, and ones who are aware of the existential threat to democracy must replace them. Jamie Raskin, Joe Neguse in the House, hell, if they'll switch parties, Cassidy or Romney in the Senate. Somebody who sees that the Republicans are now the party of insurrection and terrorism. Fourteen years ago, I went on MSNBC and said, if there were ever another Republican presidency, American democracy would not survive it. I have been proved correct. A minority tried to overthrow the government, nearly succeeded, and was just acquitted. We do not have a democracy right now. We have an unstable legislative system, and the first coup against it failed, but nearly half the Senate defended that coup. We are an authoritarian regime in waiting. The prosecution of Trump and the coup attempt he led must now go to the grand juries, or a special counsel, or to a 9-11 commission-style investigation. There must be indictments. There must be convictions. Simply put, Donald Trump must go to prison, or the... Um, Charles Dickens is the guy who said the law is an ass. And Charles Dickens started out, um, um being a uh, crime reporter in London. He used to go to court and interview people, and this is where he got all his characters from. Um, I am, like I said, I believe in cause and effect. Um, okay, by a simple 51 vote, 
um, they can to bar the president, the former president from future office. Okay, so first of all, Brian, watch you know, watching them just now, the House managers did beautiful, beautiful work in prosecuting this case. Some of the best oral advocacy I've ever seen in my life. And their press conference, you know, I think they sounded a little defensive, which is natural because everyone's beating them up on this or that. But nobody should take anything away from this performance. It was a performance for the ages. And yes, there was a tragic vote in which the Senate read the impeachment clause out of the Constitution, at least for January, and not for like some minor thing. But, uh, you know, the allegations here were an insurrection of the Capitol and not just like on any day in the Capitol. It's not like they were going on National Chocolate Day or something, but on literally the most sacred duty they have, which is counting the votes and the peaceful transfer of power. So, you know, I think it is a tragic day, despite the amazing performance by those lawyers. There are two bright spots, however. One is what you just heard Jamie Raskin say, the most bipartisan impeachment vote in U.S. history. And we've heard that a bunch in the last hour, but here are the details. I mean, it's really hard if you're the city, if you're the president, to get even one vote of the party, of your party against you. It's almost, it literally only happened once before. You know, President Johnson was impeached in 1867 and then President Clinton in the 90s and none, there were 223 different votes cast at that point by senators, not one crossover vote. The only time we've ever had a crossover vote before was Romney during Trump's first impeachment. Um, and now, of course, there's seven of these crossover votes. Then the second thing is the McConnell statement, which is incredibly striking to me. I mean, McConnell could have just said, you know, like Susan Collins, tisk tisk tisk, you know, that kind of style of thing. McConnell went so much further than that, even calling for criminal sanction. Yeah, well, uh, talk is cheap, you know. extraordinary times and the tsunami of news that hits us every day can be a little overwhelming so maybe some laughter is the best medicine in that spirit i'm excited to be sharing this short excerpt from pushkin's new audiobook hasta la vista america trump's farewell address it's written by the genius satirist kurt anderson and performed by the great alec baldwin this is the perfect deranged finale to a deranged era and it's available exclusively at eatrumpfarewell.com for just 99 cents. My fellow Americans, this is the most important speech I've ever given. The most important in history. Speaking of history, George Washington, I cannot tell a lie, just like me. Although I actually could tell lies if I wanted, but I don't. And that's actually why they hate me, the phonies, the radicals, the liberals, the elitists, the fake media, the Antifas. Because I tell too much truth. But our first president, first 45, Washington, invented what I'm doing now, what many historians call his farewell address. He could have run again, one very easily, another term, then again, and again, and again, forever, no rule against it. And back then also elections weren't rigged. In his farewell address, George Washington told America, like I'm doing now, why he decided against staying in Washington, D.C. for another four years. No thanks. Bye-bye. Going home after fighting so hard for freedom. Heading south with the First Lady Blake Off, Sport of Kings, back to the big, beautiful plantation with his own 200 lifetime personal employees. <laughs> 
probably the last time we'll hear Baldwin as Trump. I think you'll find it just as funny as we do. This is from Oregon Public Broadcasting. Um, day three um, for the impeachment trial. Rioters acted on Trump's order. Democrats insistent trial. Um, <coughs> Democratic prosecutors in Donald Trump's impeachment trial say rioters believe they're, they were are acting on the president's orders to storm the Capitol to undo Joe Biden's election victory. Uh, three years later, Parkland school shooting trial still in limbo. It's been more than 1,000 days since a gunman with an AR-15 burst into a Florida high school, killing 17 people and wounding others. Shot 34 people, and I can't put them away. Um, welcome to America. Um, so uh, I noticed Oregon... Or- Oregon is the way you're supposed to say it. That's the way the people there that live there say it. Oregon Public Radio or Public Broadcasting called the uh, January 6th. It's Mr. Baldwin, who used to play um, reality TV show host that paraded as President of the United States for um, 45 uh, or four years. Four years too long. And. Um, I'll see if I can get the big news from Oregon Public Broadcasting. Sorry about that. Um, Like I said, uh, Oregon Public Broadcasting is calling the January 6th insurrectionists rioters. Um, I guess they're afraid of... uh, um, I guess they're afraid of... uh, their listeners alienating anyone so um I um yeah I'm like almost with without words about that um I just uh remember how things were with Ronald Reagan um and um you know, nothing ever happened to um, George W. Bush for any of the the um, um, pain he caused in the world. I guess he will find out what he's done wrong on the Day of Judgment. Now it's um, 11 hours later. It's 5.38 p.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is Omar WJ. Hope you found this entertaining. Um, The goal of the quarter hour podcast is to entertain first and instruct second.